Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up! Wake up! The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go against Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell me, where are all the watch for you? Where the hey. brothers going to be? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see what she was going to do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Before we get into the formalities, I just want y'all to know already that I'm in my feelings. How you going to introduce me as the effective communication coach and then bring in tele- two-time Emmy Award winning? Like, for real, that's what we doing? Was that what we doing? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing to compare. Well, what else, what else did you want? What else did you want, Denise? First off, I did not have anything to do with that. But okay. What else did you want? I mean, if okay, so seriously, it's like um, coming in now, uh, Denise Thomas and the co-host Grammy Award NAACP Image Award. <laughs> I'm like, damn, <laughs> Denise, I'm, I'm still the I'm still the featured act on this on this show. Okay, Man, I'm, whatever. I'm, Man. I'm only the featured. Uh, our amazing producer, Ben, I just want you to know, we're going to have a courageous conversation after uh, today's show. Courageous conversation. So be ready to get. After the first Let's show. go. Let's do it. Yeah. let let For real. Because that, yeah, we're going to have to work on that. L- ladies, you see why I'm here? We're not doing this in 2023 <laughs> and beyond. We're not going to be. Look, I am not a pip and you are not Gladys, okay? We are co- <laughs> we're gonna do this together good morning everybody we're either both this pips is... or both gladys exactly we're either gonna be both look you ain't gonna kelly me okay you ain't gonna be on this show beyonce and then and coming in is kelly rolling no 
shout out to Kelly Rowland. Love her to death. All right. Good morning. It is Monday, April the 3rd, 2023. And this is the premiere of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Can we get some love, Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah. All right. We've got an incredibly exciting show today. No, I'm serious. And Milwaukee, listen. Before we even get started, Truth Nation, I just on behalf of Telly and I, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all the encouragement, all the texts, the phone calls, the shout outs. Just so appreciate you. Telly and I are extremely excited to be here with you. We're going to have an amazing premiere show today. Uh, Milwaukee, we got a big day tomorrow. It's election day tomorrow. There is a significant impact from tomorrow's election and just so you know you want to stay tuned into today's show because we have the election commissioner Terrell Martin who's going to be calling in today to talk about why it's so important to vote locally what's on what's at stake during tomorrow's election what you need to be prepared for and whatever questions so truth nation the talk and text line it's 833-212-1017. Please be prepared at 8.15 a.m. today, Central Standard Time, to call in and ask the election commissioner anything that you want. He's looking forward to speaking with us. Telly, how you doing? I'm doing great, and it's also opening day. It's not just the debut and premiere of Truth Be Told. It's also baseball season. The Milwaukee Brewers will be taking on the New York Mets at American Family Field at 110 Central. So everyone is excited about that. You know, that is an unofficial holiday in Milwaukee. And also on the sports scene, LSU Women's National Champions, their first appearance in the National Championship game. And there was a little controversy when they were able to beat Iowa in the national championship game. There was a young lady named Angel Reese who made a gesture, the same gesture that Caitlin Clark, a all-world guard for the Iowa Hawkeyes, made in the semifinals, as well as in the Elite Eight. She made a gesture of, you can't see me, but... When she did it, it was no problem. When Angel Reese did it from LSU, she was classless. She was this. She was that. So we definitely okay, want to get let's, Truth Nation's take on that. the truth, truth be that. told. Let's, let's, let's talk about identities. What was the race of each of these individuals? Let's just keep Oh, I'm, you don't have to guess, Denise. Uh, the, okay. the girl from Iowa is a white girl, and the girl from LSU is a black girl. So when the white girl, Caitlin Clark, did the same gesture to wave off South Carolina when they beat South Carolina, a predominantly black team, and then they make it to the finals. And LSU has a girl who is very good named Angel Reese. And when they were blowing out Iowa, they she just kind of waved them off. And then when she did it, there was a bunch of commentators saying how classless she was and she's a thug and she's this and she's that. So uh, definitely a discrepancy in, in, in terms of race and the reaction of something that was done in a same manner that a white player did it. And see, this is the reason why 
this type of conversation is so important. Let me, I don't know if you had a chance, Telly, because I know you have been extremely busy covering the NCAA tournaments. South Carolina's head coach, Don Staley. No, I'm sorry. What team does she coach now? Don Staley. She, she's the coach, yeah, Don Staley. Okay. I don't know if you had a chance to to uh, watch the post-game conference, or excuse me, the post-game interview that she provided. Oh, and I watched it. You, I, was, okay, I so, was working on the Big Ten Network, and I, I heard the whole thing, and it mm-hmm. is worth listening to yes. more than once. If you have not listened or if you did not see Coach Don Staley, she is the head coach for the South Carolina's women's basketball team and they have progressed tremendously this season and she is uh, one they were of 36 few, and 0 by the way yeah 36 and 0 under don staley's leadership don staley also played in the WNBA. she was a very very well-known um WNBA player olympian all of that and she spoke out against how the media i mean she even went there in terms of Y'all are supposed to be professionals. Watch what you say about my team. You could say, you know, whatever you want in terms of how they play, but when it comes to certain terms and ways that you're describing, just as you just shared, Telly, and it's so important because here's the thing. We need more advocates like Don Staley that use their highly visible platform to speak out against how black women, and I want to be specific, I'm not just talking about black people. You know, black women in this country are the most oppressed, disregarded, discounted, discriminated against. Can I say the word species or demographic on earth, especially in the United States? And as a black woman who's been on this thing called earth for 46 years, I know firsthand. And so I, I so appreciate Don's coach Don's responsibility and willingness to speak up and let the media know not not here we're not doing that yes and, and, and she did see, it so and eloquently the, and there's there hasn't been no other coach in NCAA history that has been in a position to stand up and speak for black women the way that Don Staley has been able to do that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she has brought light on so many things that's been caught, I mean, that's been stuck in the darkness for so long that I believe it, this is her time to do this. And she's in the right position where people care about what she says. It's, it's not like it's a coach that coaches at no disrespect to North Carolina A&T, but no one knows who that coach is. Dawn is using her platform, her name, her position to advance the game of women's basketball beyond way more than anyone could have ever imagined. And um, what she was able to do in, in that press conference, Denise, and and uh, once again, it is worth going back to listen to because oh, she went as far, she went all the way up to the line of basically not just saying the person's name who was talking trash about her team. She said, hey, when you are in these settings, watch your mouth. Because believe it or not, I actually have a few friends in the media. And it may get back to me. So if you're out here talking recklessly, don't think that I'm not going to hear. But not only am I not going to, I'm going to hear about it. 
I'm going to respond. And you're going to know that I heard about it. And I, I commend Don Staley for doing it in the most professional and classy way since others Definitely. want to label these young African-American basketball players as being classless because they show a little emotion. But when Dawn comes out and defends her team and defends African-American women in the game of college basketball, that's exactly what is needed. This is why, and we'll come back, when we come back for break, we're going to talk more about this. This is why it's so important for black female athletes to have black female coaches. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. It's going to be a great show. Stay tuned. More to come. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. What's going on, Truth Nation? Good morning, good morning, good morning. We're back. Truth be told with DT and Telly. Before the break, we were talking about the NCAA tournaments that are going on, and we particularly were discussing the female or the women's NCAA tournament. Uh, Coach Don Staley, former WNBA player, Olympic gold medalist, who is now the head coach of the South Carolina team, um, which is a D1 team. They're part of – are they in the Final Four now, Telly? Are they still they still in the midst? No, so they, they ended up losing in the national championship game yesterday against okay. Iowa. And, uh, yeah, um, South Carolina ended up losing in the semifinal to Iowa. I'm sorry. And uh, Iowa ended up – ended up losing to LSU in the championship. So just to set the scene, South Carolina defending national champions, undefeated, 36-0, heading into their national semifinal game against Iowa. Iowa pulls off the upset. Their main player, Caitlin Clark, scores 41 points. No one thought they were going to win this game. And when the game was about to end, she did this gesture over over her face like you can't see us and kind of waved the South Carolina Gamecock girls off the court. And in the national championship game, LSU's Angel Reese did the same thing, waved Iowa off, and she was called classless. She was called mm-hmm. a thug. She was called all these things. But the one thing I loved about what Angel Reese did, when she got up on the podium, and you know people are going to ask, hey, what was that about? She said, hey, I was in my moment. And you're not going to take that away from me. Absolutely. And she owned it. She stood up to it. And she said, it's amazing. And I'm so glad that Ben Jamin played that song coming out of break. Because that's exactly what she said. She said, hey, it's okay when someone else does it. She didn't even say their name. 
But she said, it's a problem when I do it. She said, I heard it all year long. Uh, we're thugs. We're this. We're that. And Let me earlier just say this. in the year, Denise, um, I don't know if you were aware, but there was there were some comments about South Carolina's basketball team being bullies and they're just big. And, and someone referred to them as monkeys. And that was the one thing that kind of triggered Dawn Staley kind of going down this route of really protecting her players and what's being said. And going back to what happened before the semifinal game, what we're talking about is, I mean, I'm sorry, after the semifinal game, Dawn Staley went to the podium and talked about how media members were saying disparaging things about her team and didn't think that it was going to get back to her. And so she just addressed everything. And so we know it's a race. There's so many racial undertones to this. Okay, so see, let, me, let me just interject. Yes, I I'll interject. let you pick it up from there. Because I'm just going to say this to you, Telly, respectfully, because you know I love you, brother. I am so sick of talking about these types of situations. Black people are very we're, – we're not surprised when we hear these types of – experiences but but let me i want to pick your brain about this because this to me is what's most important black female representation in the coaching and sports administrative front office because historically it's been on a very minute scale okay i I don't want us to just keep talking about what happened because we as as those that are black we we already know now for our non-black listeners, and thank you for tuning in, because I've had a lot of um, calls and emails and even in person, like, Denise, I'm going to listen to your show. Can I listen? Because I'm, I'm white. I'm, of course. This is, this is where you're going to really expand your awareness. But let me go back to this. Um, black representation is so important. And so, Truth Nation, the Truth Tonka text line is 833 212 one zero one seven you can call in you can text telly and i we we want to know your thoughts in terms of how do we move forward how do we move forward from this in terms of how black athletes whether it's at the collegiate level the professional level semi-professional level whatever level because for me telly this is what it boils down to until the ncaa ensures that there is more black representation in the coaching and in the front office, the sports administrative team. We are going to continue to hear about these because at the end of the day, if you are not held accountable, what, I mean, my thing is I wouldn't even allow coaches for my organization to speak with the media, knowing that they're using jargon like monkey and other racial, and I'm not even going to use the word undertone, deliberate, racist remarks it is disgusting it is uncalled for and the only 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 reason why this is still going on telling again i want to get your thoughts and truth nation let me know is because of the lack of representation in both the front office or the sports administrative function and the coaching staff and Telly, you're way more associated with sports than I am. What are you seeing the number of black coaches for both women and men's basketball or women's sports that are part of the NCAA? Is it is it moving up? Because it doesn't appear so because you still got media, you still got players deliberately, knowingly using 
racial, explicitly racial language verbiage that they know they're going to get away with. Yeah, it it has been. It, it is so hard, Denise, to try and erase so many years of behaviors and patterns and and the way things are. And I give Denise so much credit. I mean, excuse me, Denise, I'm sorry. I give Dawn so much credit because she is one of the first big time, big faces that represent college women's basketball. It's always been these, you know, prominent, basically white coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. Pat Summit back in the day with Tennessee. Gina Oriyama with UConn. I mean, these are all Caucasian, if it's male or females. There's never been a African-American coach in college women's basketball that has had the voice that Dawn Dawn has right now. And I believe that she is the right person at the right time to advance the game. And she is – she's kind of getting some steam And when you are winning, you are able to do that. And like I mentioned, South Carolina was defending national champions, undefeated. So people are going to listen because she's winning. But I think there is so much work to be done. Yes, absolutely. And she's Don Staley. I mean, she's she's a living legend. Yeah, and she's Don Staley. Exactly. But this is what I go ahead. This is what's interesting to me, Telly. In women's NCAA basketball, and we can we could talk more about the broader scope of sports, but in women's NCAA basketball, 30% of the athletes are black. 30%. However, black women only made up, and I'm using that word intentionally, 12% of head coaches across all the divisions. So D1, D2, D3 in women's NCAA basketball. And this is according to the NCAA Demographics Database during the 2021-22 season. 14 black women led women's basketball teams across 65 Power 5 programs during that season, which was up one from the previous season. So it, it, it appears based on the data telly that as black coaches are advancing their teams to the Sweet 16, to the Elite 8, even to the final four, i.e. Don Staley, there is still room for more representation. There is still an opportunity to create policies, policies, Telly, not just because we can no longer just say, oh, that's the wrong thing to do. No, you got to make this accountable. You got to make this this part of accountability because African-American women, again, Telly, cannot be effectively coached. And I know I'm going to really stir up some things when I say this, but I'm just going to say it like this. If I don't see me, and if I'm being led by someone who truly has never had any experience with being black and being a woman, because as the famous quote says, being a black woman is like being black twice in this country, it's, it's going to be some challenges. And that's why it's so important. Think about it. Think about if you literally have a passion for something, Telly, and you just want to show up and be great and be great in your role, 
And the people that are around you, that are pouring into you, that are coaching you, that are holding you accountable, do not look like you nor have any experience of what it's like to be a black female athlete. Now, I'm not saying that white coaches can't necessarily coach black female athletes, but what I am saying is that if you are non-black and you are coaching black females, you need to take responsibility and really understand the dynamics of that, especially when it comes to situations like you just described with Iowa State. And what was the other team? Iowa and South Carolina. Exactly. Because Don Staley shouldn't even had to address that. And here we are in 2023, and we're still having these types of conversations saying, you need to stop. Stop treating my team members unfairly, those that are black, those that are non-white. I mean, we're still having this conversation, Telly, in 2023. And it has everything to do with NCAA not having the appropriate accountable policies and procedures against comments like that, especially within the media. Yeah, but when you don't have anyone that's representing you in those type of positions, it's not a priority. If if uh, if it's a 12 person white NCAA committee that is in charge of everything, if you're talking about black people or dispersing or saying really just ugly remarks about your black athletes, it's not hitting home for you because it doesn't affect you the same way it affects African-Americans and African-American players. And there are so many so-called programs and like diversity, equity, inclusion, and you have these in, in these committees and, and all these diversity officers and all this and all that. And, but if the people that are hiring aren't minorities, it's never going to be an equal balance. It's like you look at all of NCAA, not just basketball, football, uh, baseball. Oh, sports across the board. NFL, yeah, NBA, MLB, very few all black that. Coaches. Very few I'm, black okay, coaches. Okay, so truth be told, I'm just going to say it, Telly, because you know how I am. Even in, in the current year of 2023, 1619, almost 450 years later, almost 500 years since black people from Ghana were human trafficked, kidnapped, removed from their family. We're still having this conversation. At the end of the day, white supremacy, and this is why, you know, folks like Governor DeSantis are attempting to remove the realities that still impact how black people are regarded today. And that is subservient, lack of intelligence, lack of leadership. And I know some people are saying, well, wait a minute, this country voted for a black president uh, twice. Do your research in terms of how President Obama and his beautiful wife, former First Lady Michelle Obama, and their two children, Malay and Sasha were treated during the eight years in the White House. Do your research. Now, listen. Yeah. We're going to continue having this conversation. Truth Nation, the truth and talk and text line is 833-212-1017. When we come back, speaking, Telly, of black representation, we're going to get into this (laughs) HB 999 bill 
that Florida Governor uh, DeSantis is is putting together. By the way, you need to be concerned, even if you don't live in Florida, because he yes. has made it known that he is running for POTUS in the next presidential election. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how elected officials, certain elected officials, are literally intentionally waking up in the morning with the desire to remove black anything from history, from present, and from future. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll be back. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Finessing on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lips. In fact, I'm down in this. You say with my boo tastes like Kool Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westy world with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Won't you sit it on my taste buds? I get way too petty. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Your per diem, you just gotta hate them folk. If I quit your beam, I still rock Mercedes folk. If I quit, welcome team, back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, the debut of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. It's also the home opener for the Milwaukee Brewers. Baseball is back, and you can hear the Brew Crew live on the award winning 1017 The Truth. On today for the Milwaukee Brewers home opener, listen to the legendary voice of Mr. Baseball himself, Bob Euchre, as the Milwaukee Brewers host the New York Mets at American Family Field. So don't miss Brewers baseball on the truth. First pitch is set for 1.10 p.m. today. Yes! You know what? That was so delayed because guess what? I don't I don't get I don't get baseball. I've really tried, Telly. I've tried, but I know with your I'm gonna expertise, get you there. I'll get you there. I was gonna there. say I know you're gonna get me there. I love going to the Brewers games. It's an incredible experience. And I'm I'm gonna keep it real. I'm there for the food. I the food is the bomb at the American Family Field Stadium. I'm just keeping it real. The food is great. It's well, great let experience. me tell you, other people are going for not just the food today. And some <laughs> of them may not even see the first pitch. Because they are going to be indulged in the libations of tailgating. Yeah. And a Brewers home opener is nothing like it. It is the unofficial, official holiday for a lot of folk around Brewers baseball. So exciting times, but nothing more exciting than our debut, Denise. I mean, come on now. We in the building. Baseball's back. It's a good Monday. It's, it's a great Monday. And speaking of libations, <laughs> every time I see this, okay, let me be nice. Every time I see this human's name in the news, it, I, I just, I get a little, I literally get just stick to my stomach. Truth Nation, yeah. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, let me just say this as you're listening. You're probably thinking, Denise, this is Milwaukee black radio why are we talking about florida well before i get into why we're talking about florida let me remind you that anytime you hear florida governor ron desantis's name 
Just know that he has made it clear that he is running for president in the next presidential election, not president of Florida. <laughs> president of the United <laughs> States. Okay, let me be Although clear. he thought he already was. <laughs> exactly. And so the, the the any the policies, the bills, anything that he's influencing with regards to the state of Florida, trust and believe. He wants that to be comprehensive for every state in the country under his leadership. Now let me tell you what this this individual is doing right now. He is literally attacking black history to the point where the Florida NAACP has unanimously. Are y'all with me? Because a lot of y'all are going to go to Florida for spring break. May have some some timeshare homes or vacation homes or got family down there. They The NAACP has recently put out a formal travel advisory, Telly, for black people to avoid the Sunshine State. Let me tell you why. Ron DeSantis is literally removing black history, which is, let me be clear, American history. Okay, there's just, just so you know, if, if you have not already reflected, there is not one race in this country that has not benefited from, from black people. I'll say that again for the folks in the back of the room that didn't hear me. There's not one race that has not benefited from the efforts since this country was a colony, since it was declared independent from the British. Oh, yes, we're going to have history today, y'all. Because here's the thing. You know, white supremacy is real. And it's not to say, because I always got to disclaim, it's not to say all white people feel this way. But here's why it's so important to vote. And we're going to talk more about that today. But let me just remind each of you that white supremacy, it is not about, it's not about not having other races exist in this country. Okay, It's not about go back to Africa. It is about you need to understand that in this country, you are inferior. And as a person of power, i.e. elected official, I'm going to make sure that your history is removed. We don't want to talk about the inequalities of black Americans and what black Americans have faced and continue to face as it relates to education, mass incarceration, police brutality, housing discrimination, health care disparities, wage gaps, all these things that exist in this country because of those people in power that believe that because they are white, they are supreme and we are inferior. Governor Ron DeSantis has put together a, a proposition or a bill. It's called HB 999. If you have not researched it, please do that immediately. And by the way, black folks, Miami is in Florida because you know how we are. Let's go to Miami. (laughs) Let's go to Miami. No, do not support this state that is literally putting together a bill. Okay. And just so you know, the the Republican lawmakers on the House Post-Secondary Education and Workforce Subcommittee have passed House Bill 999, which is basically removing anything that has to do with being black 
from curriculum at both the K through 12 all the way up to HBCUs. There are four HBCUs, Telly, that exist in the state of Florida. One is Florida A&M. The second is Bethune-Cookman University. And when I say the second, I'm not ranking. I'm just giving you the names of the four HBCUs that exist in the state of Florida. Florida Memorial University and Edward College University. Truth Nation, the talk and text line is 833-212-1017. How do you feel about knowing that there are elected officials and Telly, I'm, I'm going to pick your brain first. Um, before we go to you, Telly, and our Truth Nation, we've got some audio on cue that I want you to hear coming from the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. The bill also aims to restrict what programs and activities Florida universities and colleges can promote or support, calling into question, some argue, student organizations, groups, or activities centered on diversity, equity, and inclusion. In-depth reporter Michelle Casada explores tonight what the bill says and why some lawmakers are raising red flags. It's line 341 of House Bill 999 aiming to prohibit universities or colleges from using any funds to promote, support, or maintain any programs or campus activities that adopt or support diversity, equity, or inclusion. That's raising a red flag for several legislators. What campus activities are you attempting to regulate? A discussion on a House committee floor. Representative Yvonne Hinson, serving parts of Alachua and Marion counties, laid out her concerns and questions to House Bill 999 sponsor, Representative Robert Alex Andrade of District 2, serving Escambia and Okaloosa counties. Of course, he answered that it would be uh, zero effect. The bill would have zero effect on um, operations of um student activities, student programs, uh, multicultural centers, black student centers, uh, Latino student centers, or uh, any activities related to uh, students. Although the bill itself seemed to impact all of these different uh, activities. A member of a sorority herself, Representative Hinson, said her interpretation of the bill is that it could also impact the way black sororities or fraternities operate on campus. On the committee floor, Representative Andrade assured Hinson this bill does not impact black sororities and fraternities or their abilities to hold social justice events, among other activities. Representative Hinson, it does not. It does not affect them at all. Andrade went on to say that other groups could be impacted. Purely faculty advisory committees, obviously that would be included. But advisors to specific student groups are not prohibited at all to continue being advisors to those student groups. Hinson says the bill's language may have a larger impact on advisors of any student-led groups or activities tied to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, frankly, faculty that are being paid by the university uh, may not be able to uh, be faculty advisors to these groups. Uh, they won't be able to be uh, advisors to these groups, and even if they will, uh, this is going to intimidate them and create a chilling effect. No amendments of the bill were adopted. Its next stop is the Higher Education Appropriations Subcommittee. Michelle Casada, WPTV. Ridiculous. 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 And let and me let just me say this. It's not just Florida that, that has, has activated, activated this war on black studies and diversity. It's also... In discussion in states such as Texas, 
Tennessee, and Arkansas. These are states, along with Florida, that are regarding diversity, equity, inclusion, initiative studies, in particular black studies, as a threat. A threat to what? What is this a threat? Truth Nation, the talk and text line is 833-212-1017. I'm curious as to what is this threatening? What is about history that is specifically related to what people of African descent, i.e. black Americans, have contributed to this country? What is the threat? I really, really need to understand what that threat is. Truth Nation, if you could educate me, I'm going to share with you what I believe is really the rationale behind these racist, discriminatory efforts. When we come back, we've got a caller. Caller, I see you. Please hold. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear from our caller and get more into how is removing black studies and threatening black studies with if you continue this we will remove state funds and just so you know a number of hbcus in this country are not just private schools they are state funded what is the threat we'll be back more of truth be told with dt and telly is next on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com The process and the end product are equally as valuable. Yeah, I don't got it yet, but I'm trying. And I see that there's no point in me lying to you. Faces changing, yours ain't been too sided. Tune into the award-winning 1017 The Truth tomorrow, Tuesday, April 4th. For our Decision Wisconsin Election Day show, Dr. Ken Harris and John Mercure will give you wall-to-wall coverage of the election starting at 8 p.m. Stay up to date on all the election results and what they mean for you by tuning in to 101.7 The Truth Decision Wisconsin Election Day show tomorrow, Tuesday, April 4th at 8 p.m. We've been talking about the process of elections and, and just so you know please stay tuned y'all truth nation we will have at 8 15 this morning central standard time the election commissioner commissioner of milwaukee terrell martin he'll be dialing in he's going to be answering questions any questions that you have regarding the election process tomorrow and why it is so important to vote at a local level before we took break we were talking about governor florida governor ron DeSantis. And the HB 999 bill that just was approved uh, to go into the next effect, which I would believe would be a vote um, from the Florida House of Representatives, basically to remove. Yes, yes to remove. See, I, I, I got some education, Telly. Don't let this public school education <laughs> from Southern Indiana fool you. Some days it kicks in. Other days it's it's it's. Evansville Public School all day. Anyway, so here's where we are. Because, again, remember, just because this is happening in Florida, let me just remind y'all, states like Florida and Tennessee and Arkansas, 
that are already on board with removing black history from studies. Public school, private school, they're trying even with private school. That's been a little difficult, but they're trying. And most, even more significantly, HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. Now, although... They are denying that this will impact the Divine Nine organizations such as Alpha Kappa Alpha, Delta Sigma Theta, Alpha Phi Alpha, the the black fraternities and sororities that exist in this country. And in Florida, it would be um, four HBCUs that would be impacted. And keep in mind, Divine Nine is not just only at HBC organizations. There are so many indirect and direct impacts. The rationale behind all of this is that having black history removed from curriculum will remove the threat. This is what Governor Ron DeSantis has said. This is going to remove the threat of making non-black people feel uncomfortable. Are y'all with me? Here's the other thing, Denise, if that doesn't move the needle, we understand that sometimes others don't really care as much about the African-American experience and things of that nature. This HB 999 bill, which will go to. That will go to the House of Representatives. Yes, that that May fifth, if I'm not mistaken. And so we've got this will her. also remove Jewish studies. This mm-hmm. will also remove feminist theory courses, gender studies, centers and programs for Black students, Latin students, Asian students, LGBTQ plus students. So there it is. So it's not just going to affect. African-Americans and the divine nine. You're also going to affect many other groups that, of course, Governor Ron DeSantis does not want you to know the history and the facts about. Marlon, we see you. I promise we're going to go straight to you when we come back from break. DT, Telly, truth be told, we are kicking off our premiere show with the truth that oftentimes doesn't want to be told. Marlon, we come back. We're going to hear from you, brother. Please stay tuned. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly.